1: Saturday Squeeze is your shortcut to being informed weekend style. I'm Kate Watson and I'm Claire Kimball. There wasn't much bigger news this week than the coronation, the wash-up from the coronation, Claire. But budget gave it a good nudge, Claire, so we'll talk about that. There's a fair bit about politics
0: in this podcast today, truth be told. Uh, that's not just about here in Australia either. There's a lot going on with global politics at the moment. So we'll get you prepared for that. Yeah,
1: disclaimer. Bit of politics in the podcast, but it's worth it. Believe us. Put it this way, in preparing for this podcast, Claire, I've learned a lot about the politics of Turkey, Thailand and Pakistan. So <laughs> here we go. Our recommendations are news heavy too. Elizabeth Holmes is back, Claire. Yeah, she sure is. Let's get into it. Most clicked out of the Squiz Today email this week was a predictable, very predictable coronation gallery. Picks to the coronation, anything coronation related. Yeah. how a good go? Oh, I really enjoyed
0: the coronation. I don't think I've seen. Really that sort of clear outlay of the authority of the crown and the mm. responsibilities. Uh, I really Do you mean the physical it. crown or? No, no, not the physical crown. I, that was my
1: favourite part,
0: like when <laughs> they actually put the crowns on the heads. And whether they were going to hold up and whether they well, fitted. Just the, and,
1: mm. I mean it's just something you think about as a as a small child, kings and mm. queens and princesses and princes and like just to watch it in action, it's like a Disney movie. Yeah, playing no, out. I, I was taking a more structural view I know. of
0: things, roles, yeah. responsibilities, KPIs, all of <laughs> that. (laughs) those sorts of things. Uh, I actually pulled up the order of service on the BBC. I had the tablet in front of me as I was watching it and I followed
1: it through word for word. It was really interesting. So that was your Saturday night? I know how to rage, I tell you. Wild. It kind of (laughs) feels like an age ago, to be honest. It was Mm. last weekend, of course, but um, budget really dominated the news cycle this week, I think, particularly for us because we went to Canberra. Yes. So it kind of felt even more budgety than it normally would. Um, Our treasurer, of course, Jim Chalmers, delivered the budget on Tuesday night Let's talk a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, so it's a bit dominant, as it always is, because of all of the reasons that we know it's a big news event. But it's also because of the stage of the political cycle that we're mm, in. Yeah, uh, The Albanese government is about to tip over 12 months in office. That'll be next weekend, if you can believe that's been a year. 21st of May. We yeah, were, yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, the government did deliver a budget in October last year, but it was a mini budget. This is the full first big demonstration of our relatively new government's agenda.
1: You called it last week surplus. Surplus was the word. It was the word they were all talking about, Claire. <laughs> yep. First surplus in 15 years. They've been hard to come by, obviously. Mm. Um Prime Minister Anthony Albanese, they were pretty pleased with it, but you and I were chatting and they sort of didn't do a victory lap in the way that other treasurers have done around budgets. Yeah, exactly. And one of the reasons
0: for that is that quirk of timing of Mm. the political cycle. So since coming to office, the new government's paused quite a bit of spending. It got its feet under the table. Uh,
1: At the same time, it's taken in a lot more revenue than expected. Of course, there was the criticisms. Uh, There was people that were saying it was a fantastic budget. We're not going to go into the ins and outs of who who said what and mm. who thinks what and all of that. Um, but the the basic narrative is commodity prices are high. Yep. So the government was able to take in more money. So we're talking about things like iron ore, coal, gas. It got me thinking, Claire, in the context of the budget, like mm. where does our revenue actually come from? Like how's the split of where revenue comes from? So I yep. looked it up. Yep. It's actually really easy to find out. <laughs> it's on the Australian government website. about 47% – comes from income tax, which is why, obviously, budgets and government conversations are dominated by how much tax we're paying. The quirk about that, too, is that
0: employment is really high at the moment. Exactly. So, as well as those mineral commodity taxes that we get – and high prices helps with that – getting a lot more income tax in. So Collectively,
1: we're all paying a lot more. Exactly. 17% comes from company tax – 13% 13% GST and GST equivalents and that usually is distributed to the states. Yep. Um, there's also excise and customs duty taxes. They're yep. about 9% and then non-tax revenue is about 8%. So there you go. Well done. Thanks. I feel really informed. I feel like that's a good conversation starter, <laughs> or a good fun fact. Call me a rager for getting into the coronation. <laughs> it's a little aside. Claire, I know um, you wanted to talk though particularly about, and I guess what you were interested in when we looked at the news coverage this week, Stream, that media intelligence platform that we use, Yep. said that the petroleum resources rent tax, I've had a few goes at saying that and I've <laughs> nailed it this time, Um That was one of the biggest stories earlier on in the week. Yeah. But the tax is actually not that much.
0: Yeah. So it was a top five news story this week. Uh, What the government has done is asked the gas companies to pay more of that PPRT, Mm. uh, that resources rent tax. Uh, It made a big song and dance about it because, of course, they've been talking to the gas companies a lot. Yeah. And what happened is big news story. It's raking in an extra $2.4 billion from the gas companies. When you put that, that's over four years. When you put that over a budget, in that time, we're going to collect almost sort of $2 trillion worth of revenue. So uh, it's a very small part of our revenue. Big news story though. Uh, What I thought was interesting- Which happens a lot
1: with budgets. I mean, you you get like a lot of attention on some yeah, stories, exactly. but when you're actually talking numbers, it's very, you know, quite often it's like the percentage of yeah. of coverage it gets isn't proportionate to the actual a, money gas yeah. is a topical issue
0: is how topical. we're dealing with the gas companies all yep. of that sort of stuff yeah there's a measure that's going to collect more tax mm. that a tax that went up didn't get a lot of attention and that's for smokers yeah
1: so smokers are going to see a five percent a year tax increase on cigarettes and other products that's from the first of september 3.3 billion over about the same period yeah, so if you're a non-smoker, which most of us are, there's mm.
0: about 15% of Aussies that smoke every day, so quite a few Australians. But if you're not buying cigarettes regularly, you'll probably be shocked that they're close to and we will go yeah, over. how much is it? About $50
1: a packet. $50 a packet, mm. there you go. Um, of course, last night we saw the Coalition's response to this budget. Um, Peter Dutton gives that budget reply address. Both of us tuned in, Claire?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and
1: what he <laughs> said is the Coalition's
0: going to support a lot of the. So spending measures that the Albanese government announced, particularly for low-income Australians. Uh, He put a big emphasis on wanting to see more for middle-income earners. Mm. Uh, They, of course, are feeling the pinch and the burn of cost of living pressures. He said that more probably could have been done for them, uh, particularly those Australians that have a mortgage.
1: He also said that he wanted to ban sports betting advertising in-game and on the hours around games Mm. for sporting events. That's a really, really interesting interesting announcement. But I mean, none of that makes any difference because they're not in government. <laughs> exactly. They can say whatever they, <laughs> they want. They can say whatever they want. They don't actually have to do it. Of course, we'll see all of this play out in Parliament across the coming weeks, months, years. Of course, Labor will want to legislate a lot of these changes. So there'll be discussions around um, whether what they announced is right or wrong. And um, you know what? Won't be the last we hear of it. Won't be. <laughs> Claire, the news story we were chatting about this week, and there's a reason for it. We both listened to a podcast um, that was recommended by Lara, um, who produces Saturday Squiz, and we'll get to that in a minute. But it was about Ukraine, and it got both of us thinking, you know, where's things at? Um, It's one of those news stories um, that you've pointed out to me that a lot happens, but not a lot Big happens that we are able to cover it in Squeeze today. And if you looked at it a year ago, it would be big. Mm. It's just that we're now in the everyday
0: cut and thrust of stuff happening. Exactly. And it's so depressing that it's ho-hum that this sort of stuff is hard to cut through. Yeah. Um, Of course, all of this will be top of mind. G7 leaders are meeting in Japan next Friday. Mm. Um, That's Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, the UK, the US. Australia's not a G7 country, but we usually get an invite. We didn't last year, but Albanese's got his spot on Friday. So Ukraine will be a big top of mind issue.
1: The thing that's being talked about a lot at the moment is the counter-offensive from Ukraine. Yeah. It hasn't happened yet. Yeah,
0: and what... Volodymyr Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, has talked about this week is that they're getting ready for it, Mm. but they need more ammunition. Uh, He's given a real prod to Western nations to say we're ready to go, our people are ready to go, our troops are ready to go, but we just need more supplies. There's
1: numbers around that as well. If you get into it, at the start of March, Ukraine was reportedly firing 110,000 artillery shells a month. It requested allies to supply enough to bring that number up to 250,000. A doubling. A doubling Yeah, and more. More, At that rate, the British, which have supplied a lot of the resources to Ukraine, would exhaust their entire stockpile in eight days. So
0: they want a lot more. And what's going to happen is that the US and the UK, particularly many other countries as well, will need to ramp up their ammunition production. They don't have these sort of shells Mm. hanging around. So there's a lot happening on that end. And of course, there's a lot of discussion as well about what's happening to supply Russia. It, of course, is running very low on ammunition as well. It's struggling to keep up with what it wants to do in the war. Uh, Iran is supplying them with drones and ammunition. Uh, The West is still very worried though that china china will, will supply exactly. russia
1: lots of talk as well about south africa today mm. in the news and what they're doing claire as i mentioned at the top our recommendation and this is mm. you know not in squeeze recommends it's here we're doing it right now is a podcast from the economist called next year in moscow it's a look inside what life is like for those who oppose the ukraine war so mm. russians who oppose the ukraine war and it is so well done it's very easy to talk about russia and
0: china and australia as a block like their people think all the same thing of course they don't. So it's very difficult inside Russia to oppose the Ukraine war. So this is a great podcast. It's a real peek inside what what it's like for those sort of people. Yeah,
1: I think we had, as we said, both long drives to Canberra Mm. this week. And I think I got three episodes deep. Oh, well done. Yeah. What are you up to?
0: Uh, I just did the first one. I'm locked in. I'm ready to go for the rest of it. There's your
1: weekend. Let's get into what's coming up. Claire, in what's coming up this week, as promised, we're going to talk about Pakistan, yes. Turkey yep. and Thailand, yep. um, you think there's a thread of a theme um, across the three of them and there is a thread of a theme, some sort of theme across the three of them. But I think for us, the reason why we wanted to touch on these three things is we have been mentioning across the last couple of weeks that we haven't done a whole lot of big mm. global politics stories and international news stories, and there's a fair bit going on. In particular, Turkey and Thailand have their elections tomorrow. Yeah. So
0: if you want an insight into what I think about when I take my dog for a walk, it's (laughs) threading themes between big international events. Let's go.
1: Do you want to start with Turkey and Thailand, or do you want
0: to start with Pakistan? I'll start with Pakistan, because we talked about it in Squiz today this week. So Mm. long story short on that, the flashpoint was the arrest of Pakistan's former Prime Minister Imran Khan. That happened mid This week he, of course, is a huge figure internationally he was a global yeah
1: massive cricketer yeah, cricket star exactly yeah, yeah
0: um the arrest was pretty extraordinary and i don't want to go over that again we did that in squiz today um essentially though that is down to the power of the military in pakistan uh, also that's a nation that's under huge economic stress yeah um
1: inflation there is extraordinary you put a note for me because i mean i don't know a whole lot about pakistan i've got to yeah. say i mean do you either we're just <laughs> learning right we're just learning But um, consumer prices in Pakistan rose by 36.4% in April from a year earlier. Inflation for us is 7%. Yep. So huge pain points there. Huge pain points. When it comes
0: to the population. Uh, Also, there's similar issues in Turkey and Thailand which have – their elections tomorrow, as you said. This is your dog walking theme, exactly. Gotcha. So there are countries that have very dominant militaries yep. that have really complicated relationships between the governments of the day, the leaders, and the military. Um, there's also a bit of a sort of theme of those nations pushing back, led by young people demonstrating mm. against all those freedoms that have been taken from them, uh, free press being really squashed, um, really interesting things happening there. They're also countries under huge economic stress because of all these things coming out of the
1: pandemic. And it seems obvious to say, but when we think about protesting in Australia, it's very easy to do. Yeah. But in countries where the military is dominant, it's not easy to do. Yeah, it's
0: really interesting. So they're definitely events to keep an eye on. Um, Definitely things as we look at the weekend's coverage, we'll probably talk about it in Squiz today, next week, mm. those election results, because there could be some really surprising results that have big impacts on international relations because they're countries that are really important.
1: They're really important. Uh, so economic pain, um, a really unhappy young population is sort Militaries of your themes. and anti-democracy and yeah. freedom and those sort of things. Got yeah. you. Um, Turkey on
0: inflation, even worse than Pakistan? Turkey's inflation is at 50 it's wild. Again, ours is 7%. Yeah. So if you can imagine paying, you know, half again of what you were paying last year yeah. for a loaf of bread or for, you know, anything, it's just extraordinary.
1: Yeah, that is quite wild. Of course, um, we'll see if there's a changing of the guard in those nations. Mm. Those things are quite hard to come by. As you said, um, you'll probably cover it in Squeeze today. My job for what's coming up this week yep. was to um, lighten it up a bit. Yep. Yeah, bring the Jets' hands <laughs> cake. What do we got? Um, it's International Hummus Day today. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Look, and with your leftover hummus,
0: you can watch the election results coming tomorrow <laughs> from from Turkey and Thailand. I think it's going to be great. We can always
1: also. I mean, I should add Eurovision, of course. I know there's lots of Eurovision fans out there. Uh, uh, Voyager uh, yep. is in the grand final. Five AM tomorrow morning. I'm not getting up for that. You're not. Know I'll watch it when I get up. Yeah, yeah. We'll watch the coverage. Yeah. Of course, the chances of a win slim? No, they're not going to win. They're not going to win. Apparently, Australia can't win
0: Eurovision <laughs> for some reason. Called the surplus last week. I'm calling the Eurovision result.
1: <laughs> it's not going to happen. Well, let's get into Squeeze Recommends. Recommendations, Claire. Of course, that podcast by The Economist. We'll put a link to that in your episode notes. It's a winner. Do it's it. It's a winner. We also both really enjoyed the New York Times feature on Elizabeth Holmes. And just a reminder of who she is. Yep. Um a very common name, I feel like, so yeah, sometimes it's true. a bit confusing. She was um the CEO or the founder of Theranos, which yep. was, how do you describe what it actually was? It was a biotech company, so it was
0: creating devices that could analyse one single blood drop yeah. and it could potentially diagnose hundreds of conditions. It turned
1: out to be a, a massive con, of course. Yeah, um, didn't work. Her co Was he a co-founder or he was her CEO? Yeah. Ended like up in jail, director, yeah. kind of also her... Her, Sunny bawani her, her lover. Yeah. Um. So she's a fascinating person. Mm. Um. She is facing jail time. Yep.
0: So the New York Times sat down first big interview that she's done since mm. before the trial. She's now going by the name Liz Holmes. Okay. Uh. She well had a bit of a makeover.
1: Doesn't yeah, wear. Yeah. She was quite famous for wearing like the turtleneck and sort of. Steve Jobs vibes. Yeah. She's dropped um, the she weird dropped low all voice tenor. Yep.
0: Um, so it was really a discovery about who she is now. Yeah. And the journalist came away with the idea that she's just recreated herself and maybe that's a con as well. She's.
1: A chameleon Yeah is the, Was the kind of The vibe of the article mm. It's a fascinating read We'll put that In your episode notes um, Claire Also you and Alice uh, In Squiz today yep. On Friday yesterday Talked about um, Google's AI release Bard Is now yes. available To use in Australia Have you given it a go?
0: Yeah I have It's very different If you've tried Chat GPT It's quite different Yeah mm. And the idea is That it's meant to Lean into What you would normally Search for On Google So okay. uh, Also focusing on consumer experiences so you could say potentially here is a list of ingredients of what I've got in my fridge can you pump out a recipe um, oh I love that idea yeah
1: so it's a pr- that more sort of practical yeah kind of use that's what they're going for I gave it a go but um we the knowledge that there's been quite a bit of criticism of it. So Mm. um, I know the Australian uh, over this weekend will run pretty hard on having searched various politicians and that sort of the information that it spits out about them and whether that information is accurate or whether it's got some bias. Um, There'll be lots of conversations about that. Yeah, and these
0: machines, these these language models are a reflection of what's on the internet. Mm. They're not like an all-seeing, omnipresent kind of being that – is making some kind of decision for you or some kind of pronouncement. It's a reflection
1: of what's on the internet. Even though they sound like they yeah, are. Exactly. they They are actually just using the information that's available to them. Um, the recommendation, I guess, is just to give it a go. Yeah. Anyone can sign up. Um, super easy and you can give it a try. It is a little bit glimpse into the future. Yeah. Um, cooking, butter chicken, my yeah. favourite. Nom. Got a recipe. Nom, nom, nom. Give I was a bit concerned about the lentil and mushroom thing, though, oh. that you recommended in Why? Friday. I said lentils and mushroom. Oh, yeah. No, delicious. Oh, beautiful earthy
0: flavours. I'm just surprised. Oh, I just okay. wouldn't have thought that would be your thing. No, with the herb Well, you love herbs, right? Yeah. Yeah. You jazz up all sorts of things with herbs. <laughs> I try to. <laughs> yeah. So it's got this beautiful, fresh, herby dressing. Okay. Brings it together. And it's got uh, ricotta
1: cheese as well. I mean, like, give it oh, a try. I don't know. I might go for the butter chicken. Okay. Both of those recipes <laughs> are in your episode notes on squeeze Press. <laughs> We've mentioned this a little bit in Squiz today, Claire. Very quick Squiz press today. If you like what we do and you listen via Apple, leave us a review. It really helps us to grow our podcast. It does. And what do you do if you listen on Spotify? On Spotify, you can't leave a review, but
0: you can rate the show. You can give us five stars. And there's like a trillion podcasting apps, it seems, just dive into the features. Just have a look at it as you're going through. It's not the same everywhere. Reviews, stars, we're into it. And only if they're five-star reviews. Uh, That's a very important part That's of it.
1: That's a very message. important point. Otherwise, feedback is not welcome. <laughs> <laughs> of course, feedback's always welcome. You can always email us at hello at au, um, And we do get feedback on yeah. what we cover and how we cover things, and we, we really appreciate it. Other than that, just have a great weekend and happy Mother's Day to all the mums out there. We'll chat to you next week.